All right, I am recording. Um, I need to turn up gain ever so slightly that I'm on level with you. And okay. I'm right around there. All right. Um, yeah, we're good. We're doing a thing. This is a podcast. 100% professional. Apparently so. Okay. 100%. Uh, shit, how do we want to say this? Um, start this. Um, I know. I guess we can just start introducing ourselves and talk about who we are, why we're making this. Who am I? Who are you? Yes. Um, well, so. uh, we're your hosts of the Old Us podcast. Uh, my name's Evan Johnson. And my name is Matthew Johnson. Wow, Matt, that was a long delay. Yes, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the whole point of this podcast is that we're both people that are really focused on development or like self-care development and that kind of stuff. We're both very tech savvy and kind of like financial base people we lo love investing in businesses and all that kind of stuff and we're both really on the young side i would say for the classic people um however we both have like independent interests in a lot of ways um like correct me if i'm wrong there By tech you we mean that we took we didn't take half an hour to set up this podcast at all that's yeah. that's what we mean by tech savvy yeah 100 <laughs> percent um but yeah, I think that we are both um, entrepreneurial minded in a lot of ways, um, but we both look at business finance and all that kind of stuff in, I would say, totally different ways on occasion. And in some ways, we also agree. Yeah, I'd say we are very similar and different because we, yeah, we both enjoy some of the same things, but I think we both have different approaches to looking at those same things that we do. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, yeah, so... Um, I'm Evan Johnson and he's Matt Johnson and yes we both have the last name Johnson we're not related in any shape form or fashion um, and I would say that we have had kind of totally different life experiences from a for a large part if I'm not wrong correct me <laughs> yeah that's I would say that is 110% accurate okay um, um, live in the same place generally that's yeah one of the similarities same school same grade so matt why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself so my name's matt um like i said like evan was saying we both have some of the same interests and we both have different approaches to doing those um i i don't what should i say <laughs> uh well i mean talk about yourself <laughs> i don't know so i have different hobbies i like um i have some very strange hobbies i would say um i have a coin collection i've been going on running now for the past five, 10 years, I've inherited from my grandmother. Um, mm -hmm. Got some stamps. I like skiing, hiking. I just enjoy being outside in general. I started a gardening gardening club at the high school mm -hmm. that I went to. Um, what else? I was on the robotics team throughout high school. I was the co-lead programmer last year. First robotics competition for anyone who knows what that is. Mm -hmm. And I, I've also been working on a patent actually been very fun it's for the installation of snow markers if anyone knows what that is it's stakeup.com that's the website don't look at it right now it's a pdf it's horrid um <laughs> i'm gonna be working on fixing that pretty soon mm -hmm. um what else here i don't know uh, that's okay so we can always edit out some of the white noise as well background <laughs> yeah that's true um yeah so my name is evan johnson um Unlike Matt, I would say that I had somewhat of a rough upbringing in a weird way. Um, various things. Uh, my family actually started off with like very poor. Um, 
I mean, now we're getting by okay, but very kind of like rough upbringing. And in a lot of ways that determined how I kind of view business and all that kind of stuff. Um, my main interest is um, I'm a part-time personal trainer, um, filmmaker, Twitch streamer, YouTuber person. I, 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 I'm a creative person that refuses to get a stable job <laughs> is basically I how I describe myself. Yeah. <laughs> and we did both go to the gym throughout the school year this year. Every morning we woke up at 5 a.m., sometimes earlier. Got there around 5.30 and it was fun. <laughs> Yeah, so until the gym's closed. <laughs> but. Oh yeah, so if you if the viewers are currently um, listening to this um, after it was made, we're in the middle of the COVID nineteen epidemic in twenty uh, twenty, where basically the whole world is on shutdown. Mm -hmm. So we could be doing this live if that was not the case. Yeah, otherwise same we would both be in the same room. <laughs> but yeah, we're staying safe and everything. So yeah. Um, my main hobbies, I guess, right now are I've I've been reading a lot. Um, self help is a big thing for me. Um, Matt will attest that I'm addicted to the stuff. Um, I work out a lot. Um, rock climbing was a big thing before COVID nineteen, but now I obviously can't really go out to do that because it's not the most sanitary or anything like that. So I'd rather not risk it. Mm, yeah, I also used to be a magician, which you can see from the card. The symbols up on my wall there's another one that's out of frame the uh, spade is all the way over there but yeah i used to be a professional magician i still do it on occasion but um i don't do gigs nearly as consistent as i used to who did you get to meet doing that uh... um what's the thing um i met um what's his name um mythbusters uh, adam savage um i met him while he was I was doing a performance in a theater that was like split in half and on the other side he was doing um like uh, what's his show called or his uh, tour uh, brain candy uh he was doing brain candy and I forget who his guest was at that time but they were doing a big tour and they happened to have someone over there so I got to meet him after because the like theater in the back end of it, it like leads into the same kind of um like almost set up or dressing room area so that was cool meeting him um, yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah. I performed a couple times for like clubs and stuff in the area. I've done restaurant gigs. Um, I've met my magician idol, Leonard Green. Um, fantastic magician. If you ever want to look him up, he has an amazing TED Talk. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I think magic was interesting. Um, however. And you're no longer doing that as of now? I'm not going to say I'm not doing it but it's not my main focus as much as it was okay um yeah the, like, there's a lot of things i've done in the past that i just sort of put aside for now just to work on other projects like i don't know i was let's see um <laughs> i used to well i used to work on my coin collection a lot more than i did but mm -hmm. i've been trying to do a whole bunch of other projects right now yeah. a lot of web stuff programming i just got my first app on the app store actually like a week or so ago do you want to open trivia yeah there we go do you want to check it out um, <laughs> um this summer i'm planning on making some more apps and putting those on the app store those include a, an ai for scanning in coins well there goes the coin collection thing again <laughs> not physically actually sorting them but an app for it mm -hmm. um, so users can scan in their coins and then it will be able to grade it on the 
coin scale. I don't remember what the scale is. It goes from one to 70, I think. And it tells you how um, the quality of your coin is. And then it will be able to tell you how much it's worth. Mm -hmm. So um, that's going to be a fun project I'm going to soon be starting on this summer. Okay. And it's going to be a, hopefully some more apps that I'm going to put on there uh, that I don't even know of the ideas for yet. So those will be fun to work on in the upcoming years. Yeah. So, so should we talk about our plans for the next few years or so? And well, yeah, I mean, what we're going to be doing now, we're kind of getting on that subject. There is that like, why did we make this podcast and why are we doing this now? Do you want to so, talk about it? Um, I can start by saying, I just want to start by saying like what my plans are for the next year or so. Mm -hmm. So I am going to be taking a gap year before college. And I think this would be a good opportunity to make a podcast. Why not? Um, <laughs> Evan actually approached me and asked if I wanted to do this with him. It wasn't my idea. I just thought, Hey, I, I'm going to try this out. It sounds like a fun idea. Mm -hmm. um, what's the worst thing that could happen? <laughs> sounds fun. <laughs> um, so we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. So I'm going to be attending, should I say the name of? You can Starbucks plug or whatever you want. Or... You can plug whatever you want. So I'm going to be, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to be attending Tufts University in the fall of next year, not this year, 2021, 2021. Uh, yeah, fall of 2021. Yeah. Um, and I'll be majoring in computer science with a minor in entrepreneurship there. Mm -hmm. So I think those both are really my interests but i just think it's going to be cool to have a podcast to show like what we've learned from in our past 18 years of living and what we can share with others mm -hmm. and also document what we have done so far as well yeah um so yeah the, as matt said i kind of approached him and i was just like hey i have a really stupid idea do you want to do it with me and he's just like sure i also agree to that stupid idea uh <laughs> <laughs> but we're both of us are young adults um, for the most part, and we 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 both have this kind of like business mindset. And I would say in in general, we are doing stuff that our peers are not. Um, would you agree with that? Uh, yes, I would agree with that. Um, I think we are doing some pretty cool stuff. I don't want to say other people are not, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, not to diss on people, but. I think that's a main attraction to why we want to make this podcast is that we're we're both still very young. Um, however, I would say that we've done a lot. We we have done a lot for sure, and we like plan to do a lot. And I almost Can want to talk that... about our motivations for for actually doing this, like all these things. Yeah. So I really want. Not only do I want this to be a testament to two guys that do a whole bunch of random stuff, but ultimately can grow as people, I want it to be a testament to teenagers in general, young people, or even adults that are looking for just kind of like a change of life. Um, in a lot of ways, I try to, I, I try to tell teenagers and I try to tell adults that are just unsure about what they want to do that they can practically do anything they want to. Um, it's all about mindset. Um, I preach taking care of yourself and trying to get yourself in a good headspace, keeping yourself physically active and all that kind of stuff. And again, I'm young. I was in high school while I made a lot of these changes. Now I'm working here and there and I'm still trying to incorporate things. I'm still trying to improve myself. And in a lot of ways, whenever I was first getting into this kind of wellness space, um, it's all kind of adults talking about it. 
um like it's very very rare that you see a young person that understands wellness well and i'm not saying understand like there's obviously advocates for a lot of stuff but being a personal trainer and a health coach um studying that stuff at a very young age kind of gives you a different perspective uh gives you a lot of research to back up what you're saying and that kind of stuff um and it gives you a lot of insight towards what makes the average a, a young adult think and how can we improve that how can we improve self-esteem et cetera, et cetera. do you have no, anything you want to add point there mm -hmm. so just basically talking about why we're making this uh, evan had a really good point there we want to um, teach people about the mindset and improving themselves and i think that we can also teach each other stuff that we've learned as well in addition to teaching other people that are listening because i think we both have very different approaches to doing basically the same thing and viewers themselves can try these two different approaches and all these different insights that we have and try to see what works best for them and i think that's what's good about having two people have a podcast is mm -hmm. you know just getting different opinions and, and what works best i would say like as an example of that i got you hooks on a pretty um what most people wouldn't say is insane workout regimen and i would say along the way there is a lot of like pushback but we never got in a like fight over it it always turned out that we tried to understand the other person's point of view um which i found really interesting because it's um to me at least like the gym and like for reference we're talking about like lifting weights and stuff um is our general gym time um the gym is like a very physically intimate place like i, I don't mean intimate in the sense of how most people will think of it but you're especially if you have a workout partner or something you get very very close um, because like the whole idea is that you're there to encourage them and push them harder than they did the day before. And despite that, despite us obviously having different preferences and like what we want out of it and what we want to accomplish, we, we had disagreements. However, it never led to an argument or a fallout or a fight. Unlike a lot of people nowadays, when they have opposing opinions, it will often lead into a standstill where neither person ends up happy or getting anything out of it. Well, I think in our case, um, we we found a happy medium for a lot of stuff. I would agree with that. And I think um, other people in the gym also saw that as a work, really good working relationship between us. Oh, yeah. Um, um, and I'm sure you know who I'm yeah. thinking about here. And I just think that if you get to understand other people, then that's how you get to um, work with someone well, is um, by understanding the other person's point of view. Yeah. And... I think you don't have to be as close as we were to understand someone. I think that's a big yeah. thing that people are always talking about, like on social media or something like I can't understand that person. And often, yeah, even if you don't agree with them as well, is you still have to try to understand that person and what, what, where they're coming from. Yeah. Cause you can't just say, Oh, I don't agree with this person. So therefore I don't like them. Mm -hmm. um, you have to see the whole picture there, I think. And yeah, and see where they're coming from. I, I I think both of us are extremely motivated to that because um, I'll speak for myself in this case is that I've had a mixed past with friends and stuff. And me as a person, I know I was a worse person, say, even a year ago. Um, and in a lot of ways that has negatively impacted me in my life. Um, so 
trying to make a point for you to know people can change, know people can adopt different opinions and become a better person, I think is one of the most important things that our society lacks right now. Yeah, well said. Okay. I don't have much to add there. Yeah. Um, so from your point of view, Matt, what would you say you want someone listening to the podcast to take away? Just in general, I know you said that we that you wanted to do this personally just to for other people to gain insight into like how to be more productive, how to um, just life tips in general, I guess. Mm-hmm. But is, am I right there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So me personally, I would like people to come out of this podcast um, just be seeing a more complete view of the world around them, as we talked about, mm-hmm. and also using that view to help yourself become a more successful and become more motivated to do what you like doing. Yeah. Okay. And also have fun doing it. Yeah. Because you have to have fun. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, what do you do? Right. <laughs> yeah. You... Sure. There's hard work, like in the gym. Sometimes there are many days that I did not <laughs> want to be there as I'm sure you know. Um, but I went, I put in the work and I came out a bit of a better person, I believe. So yeah um for the audience uh reference i'm not someone that is going down the collegiate route um which you know is a whole stir fire in our current society where everybody's like oh you have to go to college to do xyz um so i think that's even that's even cooler of a contrast between the two of us is obviously matt is going down that route he's starting off with a year for him to work on a bunch of projects which is awesome but whenever we get into that stage, you're going to see to- two totally different kind of career paths. And I'm very interested in see how that's going to develop. Not only do I want to bring attention to that, I want someone that's on the edge to be able to listen to this and see both sides of it. Um, because I feel that the collegiate route, at least in my opinion, gets way too much attention. And going down a non-traditional route is kind of like shunned upon. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that as well. Um, there's just, again, a lot of people who don't agree with things that people do that are not in the norm. Yeah. And that is also something that we should change because um, there's a lot of great people that I think just don't do what they love just because it's not considered the norm and they think they'll get a pushback from that. Mm-hmm. And like I know in my case that has happened many times and I still have to work on um, Yeah. <laughs> pushing back from that um so yeah i guess that kind of transition into how we want this podcast to be laid out um for now at least um me and matt brainstorm a couple prompts in between each podcast um these will be coming out weekly hopefully as long as i can keep up with production um <laughs> but we we both put a couple like um talking points into a hat and then we try to organize them in such a way that way both people's talking points get talked about, basically. Um, so the first two that we were talking about is like, introduce ourselves, and then why are we doing this podcast? And then my introduction was, um, why, wh- where, what's you, your biggest failure in life? Because um, I want to touch upon that just briefly before we get into it. I think our society has such an addiction with not failing and it drives me up the wall <laughs> would you would you agree with that oh yeah uh-huh um because you know tests um yeah even like that's a classic example there 
Um, if you don't get like an A, then in, at least in our school, you're seen as, oh, you could be doing so much better. You should have done better. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, um, and I think that just represents society as a whole as well. Yeah. And it's not, it's because, not oh, just. No, it's um, all right. Like, even if you get a 60% on the test, that's like a fail, but mm -hmm. 60% is more than half, right? Yeah. I'm just from a life perspective, if you get 60% of anything, that's, you're more than halfway there. Mm -hmm. Um, And it it's interesting because that idea of failure, I think, stops a lot of people from finding happiness. It not only happiness, also success in whatever job title they want. Um. I have a very strong, strong feeling that a lot of people will not go down the route that I chose where I'm not going to college because they are so afraid of what people will think if they failed, if they chase a job title that's kind of outlandish and they just completely fall on their face. They are so afraid of what someone will think of them and or even like their family or their friends um, or they just want to prove people wrong, which I think is kind of like the number one reason not to do something is to try to prove something wrong. I mean, obviously we're human. We get satisfaction in kind of like proving someone, but I think we need to rewire ourselves as people to kind of take the failures, laugh at it and grow as a person. And would you, mm -hmm. would you say that's also your experience or do you want to add on? Yeah, I would say that is a majority of my experience, but another thing I'd like to talk about Mm -hmm. um, relating to that is just um, trying to be myself around other people as well because yeah. I know and also just advocating for myself and what I want because um, like you said we were talking about there's a lot of pushback to um, not being in the norm I know we yeah. touched on that a lot but that I would say that is my biggest failure so far is not pushing back against the norm and trying to be myself and mm -hmm. uh, yeah and uh, Another really big point for this podcast is that we want to, we will be brutally honest in some sections. Um, I think in a lot of ways, when people talk about their lives or stuff like that, they censor it. So um, they, uh, I'm not hating on anybody, but they sound better than they actually are. And our point is to kind of push back and say, no, we're all messed up in a weird way. So why not actually tell about it? Because someone can relate to that. Um, so, like, Matt, in your case, can you go and do, like, more detail what you meant by that? Um, by pushing back against... Yeah, like, what what situations do you feel like you needed to push back and you didn't? I don't know how in detail I want to get into that here, but I can give a small, like, yeah, example yeah. that's like, not, doesn't really matter as much. But um, let's say, for example, um, the other day I was trying to purchase a stock option. I'm not sure how many people actually know what that is, but mm -hmm. it's a more risky um version of actually owning the stock yeah um and without trying to understand the full point of view i think my family shut down or they didn't want me to actually like buy that they without even trying to understand where i was coming from mm -hmm. and then what i'm happy about with what i did there is um which i didn't do in most cases in the past was i advocated for myself there tried to explain what i was doing yeah and guess what i got even my parents to buy stock option mm -hmm. as well even though just a few weeks ago, they were um, um, looking down on me for even considering doing something like that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that that's kind of like a more personal story. And I would say that's generally what we want to 
share here on the podcast is that we're yeah that was a very late tone there but yeah yeah, yeah. some deeper stuff later yeah eventually we'll talk about stuff um and if viewers ask questions and all that kind of stuff we'll kind of go into that more um but yeah as far as my biggest failure goes i've given this a lot of thought and i think my biggest failure was that i let i let other people's like denotion of me change who i was um i don't think as much now but say six months ago or six months like a year ago um the person that i was was highly dictated by the people around me and kind of like what society was telling me to do um so much to the point where when i first announced this collegiate route um everybody was kind of like talking about it and they're like oh he has so much wasted potential and like comments like that um and then you kind of hear like i heard it in my family one of my family members was talking to someone and the relative responded like oh is he really not considering college uh kind of in like that similar tone where like they're concerned almost um so i i think that for an example that pressured me so much to kind of think oh no i need like a a a stable real job and it pushed me towards studying to become a personal trainer because I was really into fitness at the time. And I bought this super duper expensive uh, ACE training program, which while yes, I know a lot more about fitness now and I use it on occasion. At the time, it was a it, it was a rush in to try to prove people wrong and try to make people think that I'm quote unquote normal or fitting in as I should be. Um, yeah, so that that's granted we both only have 18 years of life and or 19 and 18 but yeah um we we both only have a small reference of life and there's obviously a lot of failures in there so a lot of people that are older that may be hearing this they're like oh yeah that's not a failure but to us that's a larger portion of our life is what i want to state um and in a lot of ways i think that we can go deeper into what we mean by that because both of our points are very akin to each other is what it seems Mm-hmm. yeah um lost my train of thought there i was gonna say something okay <laughs> if it comes back to you just say um, it. yeah i'm just gonna check my camera real quick make sure that's still recording okay cool we're good <laughs> so we have that and we have that kind of story of what's our biggest failure you have to take that with a grain of salt and we have to say that biggest failure is in quotation marks because I'm sure that eventually one of us will think about something else and be like, no, maybe that was the biggest failure. Um, mm-hmm. Especially our biggest failures are yet to come. We have yeah. not experienced our biggest failures in life. Yeah, like you said, we'll look back on this one day and think that was nothing. Mm-hmm. I... <laughs> and Matt and I have read very similar self help books. I would say um, because you've read a lot of my library <laughs> or listened to it. Used his audible account. um in a lot of ways i think that we've this isn't going to make sense but we look forward to our biggest failure would you agree with that i would have to think about that more actually okay if you look forward to i guess if you look forward to your biggest failure you know what well i guess let's touch about that if you're if you have a if you have a giant failure then i think you see the top of the mountain as um something to be more proud of Mm mm-hmm so so why are you hesitant to looking forward to your greatest failure because i'll explain why i look forward to it okay so 
at the surface level, mm-hmm. obviously you don't want to fail at yep. the surface level. Um, you don't when you're in it, you don't feel very good about yourself. You feel like, oh, I could have done better. I could have done that. Mm-hmm. I should not have fallen into this hole I'm in. But I think if you look at it at a slightly deeper level, then that those failures can give you experience that you might need for your next for the next time that you succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So looking at it on a deeper level, I do see how failures can really help you. Um, like I know, for example, my grandfather, he was a chemist. Um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. He was he f- tried so many different mixtures for paint <laughs> until he found the one that actually stuck. No pun intended. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there's a lot of failures that go into success. Mm-hmm. So would you say you look forward to your greatest failure? Thing. Well, at the, if you look back on your greatest failure, mm-hmm. it might help you. That you can see that it might help you succeed. But life is not just a straight line up. You have to deal with peaks and valleys and. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's a growing experience. Okay, so Matt, you're dancing around the question: Do you or do you not look forward to your greatest failure? At the surface level, I don't. Okay, being a politician here, and and (laughs) why? I don't look forward to it because they're not fun, Mm -hmm. as can be said for any sort of failure. Um, they're yeah, they're just not fun. Okay, but I do agree that you do learn a lot from them. Yeah. So and that they are a necessary part of life yeah um i'm on the opposite end of it where most people will look at their greatest failure and say that it's a really bad place to be which i get because i've been in some really bad places before however failure insights creativity because you have to or not creativity it it, resourcefulness and how much you actually work your drive because if it is if it is your biggest failure, that is the point in your life that you are going to be working your absolute hardest to get out of it. And it, all it takes is a simple rephrase. Do you look forward for the time that you are the most efficient in your life? And most people would say yes. But if I rephrase it and I say, do you look forward to your biggest failure? The answer is no. So that that's kind of like an example of how I want to use this podcast to shift people's mindsets is that I, I will avidly say it. I look forward to my biggest failure and whatever it be, I think about it in such a way that that is going to be the the pinnacle of how efficient I can be at work, how productive I can be, how hard I will work to get out of something. Yeah. I have a small example of that that happened yesterday, actually. Um, <laughs> I know we're going to transition from fitness to baking cake. It's uh-huh, okay. uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, I was baking this um, cake yesterday mm-hmm. and I, it was only six ingredients, a very simple cake. I thought, oh, I can make this. It's going to be pretty easy. So I baked the cake. Mm-hmm. Something tasted somewhat off. Uh, later on, I la- realized that I left the melted butter in the microwave. And <laughs> that was the reason for um, messing it up. And then I got so mad that I just <laughs> I baked another one mm-hmm. uh, right after baking that first one. And it yeah. came out perfect. Mm-hmm. It was so good. And that was, I would say, the peak of my day yesterday yeah is and that was all because of that failure i probably wouldn't have had a perfect cake if it wasn't for that failure that i had before Mm -hmm. because even if i had a good cake the first time it wouldn't have been perfect because i had the experience from the bad cake that's true yeah that that, that's a small example but it works really well for the situation i can see that Hmm. yeah it does work well (laughs) okay 
I, I'm thinking of that, and now I'm thinking that's a really good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it just worked out perfectly that my cake didn't turn out right yesterday. <laughs> yes, good on you. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's another peak is mm -hmm. content for this podcast. Ah, so. uh, yes. Yeah. The, uh, cake. It builds character. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so we'll be moving on. Um we can probably wrap back to this at some point if people have questions or we feel that we want to talk about it more um because i feel like a lot of these points were only giving kind of surface value things and we can go a lot deeper into yeah. them um which i think will be interesting to kind of like dedicate an episode to the podcast eventually yeah but this is just sort of an overview of what we're going to be doing and yeah we want to give a couple examples surface level examples like cake and stocks and uh yes all cake. that fun stuff the cake <laughs> stocks fitness these things go together 100 percent um <laughs> on the subject um as i said earlier we're in the middle of the COVID 19 uh, quarantine um so a lot of people i would say tried to pick up a skill in their first couple weeks of the quarantine and were like oh my goodness i'm gonna pick up the skill and come out of it with like a master of this skill however now that i'm talking to people i'm realizing that fewer and fewer people actually stuck with anything and just kind of fell into a rut do you want to talk about like what you yeah. have been trying or do you think that's also been your experience? So for some things, yes, others, no. Mm -hmm. um, since the gyms are closed, I've been continuing to work out in my basement. I have some basic equipment there that I've just been using every morning. That I'm super jealous of, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> a problem that I've been facing is motivation there to work my hardest without anyone actually watching me and keeping me accountable. Because mm -hmm. I'm doing the work. I'm just not, I know mentally i'm just not giving it a hundred percent yeah um and i know that it's something that i need to work on because mm -hmm. that's that's something that i'm sort of doing and sort of could be improving at the same time yeah um speaking as a personal trainer if you're doing a lot of body weight stuff there's a time to work for endurance and there's a time to work for uh strength development strength development you oftentimes want to go up to failure and endurance you want to push out that endurance as much as you can um with body weight stuff oftentimes they can exist co together which means that if you want to get one you really need to push yourself to like the metaphorical state of failure um and i would say in a lot of ways i can kind of agree with what matt is saying some days like there's no one watching me so i'll just go to whenever i have a sweat going or something like that and then like other days i'm like quivering as i'm doing push-ups yeah and the same goes for anything really any mm -hmm. work that if no one's holding you accountable for something you have to work extra hard to make sure that you're actually stick with that and keep going even though no one um is watching you yeah um the, the, there's a book that both matt and i have listened or i thought you listened to it i'm not 100 percent sure uh it's called uh, how to unfuck yourself um and yeah i read that yeah and in it um i love the narrator for it on audible but um he he basically like says it if you want to succeed at something if you want to get a job no matter what it is if you cannot teach yourself to work when you don't want to work it, it doesn't matter if you have motivation it doesn't matter if your determination or your workflow is 100 percent. if you cannot teach yourself to work when you do not want to work you're not going to make it and that's kind of how i feel about like fitness and well-being is that a lot of people will not do that a lot of people will not take 10 to 20 minutes out of the day either to meditate do some yoga or exercise and exactly it's shooting a lot of people in the foot 
And I mean, I can rant about like an hour long podcast about fitness and everything because doing fitness, a special fitness episode. <laughs> yeah. Give some free training, doing exercise, doing yoga, all that kind of stuff. It may, yeah. Statistics prove it, that you do much better at your work. You mm -hmm. remember stuff far better. You're better at studying, et cetera, et cetera. So if you're going through a hard time, get down on the floor, do 20 pushups, get back up and get your yeah. work done. It, like it, 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 it's good. Just do it. <laughs> Something good that I've been doing is something called time boxing. I'm not sure how many people know what that is, mm -hmm. but well, you can elaborate on what it. I've been doing is what I correct me if I'm wrong, but time boxing is where you set aside a specific amount of time to get a task done and you have to do the task in that time. Yeah. And so what I have done was I've actually stuck with my school schedule, like the, all the different blocks of the day. And I do the work for those blocks during the, mm -hmm. when I, yeah, when I would normally have that class. So I find that a way for me to get my work done and also not have to worry about it later in the day thinking, oh, I should have gotten that done earlier, but I have it already done because I did it in that set amount of time. Because if I didn't have that schedule in place, I think that I would just be trying to get stuff done at random different times. And I would always be thinking, oh, I have to get this done. I have to get that done. But mm -hmm. now that I have a set time put away to do that task, I find, I find it so much easier to get anything done. And do you find... So that's something that's worked for me. Do you find that the allocated times are often enough to get done the task? I find the times are more than enough to get the task done. Um, mm -hmm. Because I'm not, there's a saying that work fills to, yeah, work fills the time allotted to it. Yeah. Um, so I think that even by giving yourself, I don't know, an hour to do something or, mm -hmm. or just giving yourself a time to get something done, you will probably finish it. Yeah. And for viewers at home, if you're kind of, in a similar situation where you lack motivation and you're like, oh, I have to get something done, but I just can't bring myself to do it. Um, there, there's a, uh, what's a, uh, the five minute rule. Um, I, I, oh, why am I forgetting his name? Oh, he's a fantastic author, but he, he talked about this five minute rule where um, basically if you want to get something done, get your phone out or get out a physical timer or pull it up on your desktop or whatever, set a timer for five minutes and say, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do this for five minutes. And you might be saying that's not a lot of time at all. However, the idea is that you're telling yourself, I'm doing this for five minutes. What, at, what you will actually find happening is that you will get into something called the flow state where you're without, without thinking, thinking of it on a primary level, you are accomplishing the task and it becomes almost a pleasant thing for you because the human brain does like problems and it does like to do things. But ultimately what it is, is you're fighting yourself here because you have to find that motivation. And oftentimes saying, I'm going to do this for five minutes is more than enough for many people. Mm -hmm. I always find that the hardest part is always starting. Yeah. If so I can bring myself to work hard in the first, in my, even in my warm up during, um, in the gym mm -hmm. and I find that the rest of my workout is so much easier to actually complete and I put in a lot more effort. But yeah. It's always starting that is the hardest part for me. Yeah, it's kicking yourself in the what butt and saying you, I'm going to um, do it. <laughs> would you like to talk about some things you've tried to improve during some quarantine? Um, so right before quarantine happened, I had a whole bunch of uh, social drama and all that kind of stuff going on in my life. So in a lot of ways, I came to realize that I value myself or I pick my or no. Oh, what's the wording? Mm -hmm. Me talking to people dictates my mood and how I act heavily. 
and when you're in a situation where a bunch of people hate you um you you kind of have to come to the realization fast that you can no longer rely on other people to change your mood um so that that kind of like shift in mindset i think is something that i've been really been working on and i would say recently i've really gotten back my motivation and everything and in a lot of ways it's like it, it sounds sad but it's in a place where i don't need other people to get stuff done um, and how did you come to that state like what have you done to um, do that um a lot of ways it's just uh in a brutal sense suck it up and deal with it um i think it's I, hard to get that mentality as well though you can't just yeah it is one day snap your fingers and have that mentality but i i think it kind of touches back to a lot of trends that we were talking about earlier is that you you just need to get it started um and Oftentimes, if you are able to get one habit, one good habit in your life that really, really sticks, it's super easy to stick other habits onto it. Um, like for the gym, Matt, would you attest that because the gym was there, because you got into that habit so well, that waking up at five o'clock in the morning was not as much of an issue? Um, yeah, I would say so. Well, four fifty, but if you want to get <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, um, still early. Yeah. Um, yeah, I found it so much easier to actually get up early and be productive in the morning because before I started doing that in the morning, sometimes I would just lay in bed when mm-hmm. I wake up at like six thirty. Yeah. Like, well, I just, and then just lay on my yeah, lay in bed, play on my phone for like an hour or so until I actually got the motivation to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. But just having that one habit at the gym actually really helped me get up and go to the gym and come back home and still get stuff done in mm-hmm. the morning. And I think in a lot of ways, um, we value so much that instant gratification from technology um, when it comes to like social media or YouTube, um, we, we rely so much on it to boost our mood. Like, oh, did we get someone that's interacting with us on it? Or did they like a post on the Instagram or uh, Facebook or Snap? Or I, I don't even know Snapchat. I'm not even going to share that. Um, but we we judge ourselves so much off of that or we go on to youtube because we need like a joke or we need something interesting to automatically stimulate our brain and oftentimes we can't do that ourselves without kind of getting that jump start and like matt said sometimes it can take an hour and our society really yeah our society really does function like that um i bet there's an awful lot of people if this podcast actually does get listened to by a lot of people um I feel like a lot of people can probably relate to that. Is they're like use a weekend for an example. You get up and you just kind of like lay in bed for a few hours, not really doing anything, and then you also take a step back and we say like, "Oh, why didn't I get anything done today?" Or "Why did I not accomplish that task?" Well, you spent three hours laying in bed. And we're gonna talk about how to help with that. <laughs> yeah, habit formation. So, I can give habits. a TED talk about this. <laughs> but yeah, um, habits are key. Well, I really found that the gym was the cornerstone yeah, habit, there, key habit to my yeah, there's other a, habits. There's the subject of a key habit or, um, why am I forgetting his name? He also, he came up with the five minute rule. But, <laughs> uh, later, he put in the text, you can yeah, put his name there. Um, but basically, um, the, the, there's such thing as called an anchoring habit, um, where if you can get one habit really, really developed it's super easy to bridge out to other habits. Like um, one that I often use is that 
fitness and or going to the gym and eating aren't necessarily related directly. However, you can form indirect habits with it really easily once you have one or the other down. Yeah, like taking showers in the morning. That was easy once we yeah. decided to start going in the gym. Mm -hmm. You sort of had to, but unless you want to smell at school, but that's a different story. Well, um, yeah, <laughs> but I also chose to take a cold shower for like three months straight because I wanted to experiment with it, and that was a nightmare. Yeah, but, but also for me, my body was just at a higher temperature, so I mm -hmm. just naturally just had a colder shower. Yeah. There's no way I was going to take a hot shower <laughs> after working out. Uh-huh. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I've picked up on that, trying to fix my mindset. Um, I'm interacting with... They're not like friends. I'm interacting with past acquaintances that I just kind of let to fall to the side because I had a bunch of quote-unquote friends that needed to occupy my... Or in my mind, needed to occupy my time more so. Um, and now I'm realizing that you can make a lot of connections through them. Um, and I'm someone that's super into networking. Uh, Matt will test this. If you want to know something, I know someone. You have a whole episode on networking. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that, so. I found out that um, figuring out figuring out how to connect with them without creating a reliance on them to increase your mood was a very impactful skill. Um, I've also been stretching to learn how to do the splits because it, it sounds stupid, but that's something that I always wanted to do. And I, I used to be able to do it when I was like seven and <laughs> back when I did gymnastics. Mm -hmm. And I would say I, I am probably one of the least flexible people you will ever meet uh, because I'm like six foot one and I had a massive growth spurt and like everything is super tight on me. Um, but yeah, um, I'm, I'm getting there. I would, what a yoga block is, I think mine is a foot. So yeah, I'm like slightly under a foot left okay, to go. Well, we'll check in a year from now and see if you can do it. We <laughs> um, should probably end this soon as it's, I think we're creeping up on what, 50 minutes? Uh, Yeah, just around there. Um, yeah. yeah, but do you have any like brief hobbies you want to shoot, up, shoot out into the void? I talked about a few earlier, mm -hmm. but... I don't think I have any. Oh, I, oh yeah, I metal. I was going metal detecting the other day. I don't know, mm. just for fun. Um, mm -hmm. I just have a few hobbies that I like doing just for fun, with no real. Oh, I'm trying to build a skill with this, but yeah, you know, I found an old bottle cap in a field. Mm -hmm. Nothing too exciting. Um, but yeah, you just have to get out there, have fun with all your different hobbies, um, mm -hmm. and hopefully build some skills with some build some um, progress up. Yeah, with others. Mm -hmm. um, I think this will be a good podcast for us to share our opinions like we were talking about on just a variety of different things. But yeah. <laughs> time is creeping up on here. But <laughs> mm -hmm. so, so yeah. we want to make it a general trend. Um, Matt has told me very many times that I have interesting stories. <laughs> um, would you would you agree mm -hmm. with that? <laughs> you have yeah. some interesting stories. Yeah. So we can end with yours next week. I'll try to end with one of mine. Mm -hmm. if i can actually find where i placed it but we'll see <laughs> yeah so um that would be a cool tradition to end each episode with a story mm -hmm. um and we're we're also doing this because we want to improve ourselves um i i don't want to talk for you matt but i've always been a super easy like social person i can talk my mouth up and down a wall super easy 
um and then you said on your I'm not, always, I'm not always the case yeah you said that you're struggling with that so the idea here is that we want to alternate ending each podcast with a story from one of us um that way we can just kind of learn from each other because i don't think anybody is perfect at social interaction you can always learn a lot more and obviously there's there's a difference here because there's a screen in between us and the viewer so it's not exactly the same but we're just kind of shooting out into the void and hoping someone listens to it. <laughs> well, shoot away. <laughs> so, um, Matt, you have somewhat heard this one before. However, I don't think I've ever yeah. told you the full story. Um, okay. So there is, in the world of tightroping, there's a individual named Charles Blondin. Um, any, any... I've heard the story at least twice, but mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Any, anyone in the circus has probably heard of Charles Blondin. Um, if you live anywhere uh, near Niagara Falls, then you have probably heard the, tr- the story of Charles Blondin. But he was a runaway at a super young age because he had abusive family. He ran away at, uh, I think it was like 14, I want to say. He, he wasn't an adult. He was, he was very young at the time. He ran away. He joined the circus. And he got like this really really basic job where he was cleaning up after the carnival so you know he was cleaning up all the peanuts and everything uh, throwing away trash etc etc and he did that for months upon months on end and every time that like a show was going on in the backstage he would be looking up at the tightrope walker and he would be saying i want to do that and he asked the uh, ringleader of the carnival he's like can i do that and the ringleader is just like okay maybe some other time and the next day comes around he's just like can i do that and the ringleader is just like oh some other time and that goes on for months upon months where he wants to go try it but he's never gotten this opportunity so one night after he cleaned up and everybody else went to bed he went up on the tightrope by himself which is dangerous please do not do that um but he went up there and yeah (laughs) and he just started going at it and hoping something would happen and it turns out he was really, really good at it. However, he still fell a lot. Um, he got up there and he fell and he fell and he fell. And the story, the, there's three different versions of the story. One says he went all night. One says that he brought the ringleader back and the ringleader was really impressed and started teaching him some stuff. And there's another story where he says that he fell a couple times and he came back a few days later and kind of repeated this over a month. Um, I, I think it's not inherently clear, but the idea here is that, that he failed. He failed a lot, but he got world-renowned about it eventually. So this starts happening, and he's training for it, and he's trying to become the world's best tightrope walker. So he's talking to this ringleader, and the ringleader's like, oh, I think you can be the best in Europe. And the great blonde, and he looks at him, he's just like, I don't want to be the best person in Europe. I want to be the best person in the world. And the ringleader's just like, oh, you have a long path ahead of you. And the Grey Blonde starts thinking, he's just like, how can I prove I'm the best in the world? And he spends months upon months thinking about this. Um, He's traveling all over Europe. He's world famous for the stunts that he does. And then eventually he gets an idea. Niagara Falls just, um, it just became this really, really big attraction. Um, So he was reading about in the U.S. He's just like, what can I do in the U.S.? That would bring me really big fame over there because if you made it big in the u.s you can make it big everywhere else so he starts looking and he's just like niagara falls so he sends them letter upon letter upon letter upon letter saying 
I have a stunt. I want to do it. I want to perform here. And letter after letter after letter, he gets back. Some are returned. He gets a couple replies that just say, no, it's too dangerous. We do not currently want the stunt performers here, et cetera, et cetera. People just turning him down over and over and over at Niagara Falls. However, after a little bit of time, Niagara Falls' um, uh, attention starts to wane in the public eye and it goes away for a little bit. And Niagara Falls just like, oh, we need something to kind of get the general public back in here. And a letter comes in and they're like, we can get him to come in. So they see it as an opportunity for Niagara Falls to get popular again. So they finally say, yes, Blondin, you can come in here and you can do your stunt. So they come in, he sets up a massive tightrope across the whole uh, Niagara Falls. Um, they build like an observation deck across it, which is now gone. But you could go and you could watch it along the sidelines. You wouldn't have to be super far away from him when he's in the middle of tightrope. So then there's this big press performance and everything. On the first day, he goes out there. And the great Blondin, no one really knew who he was because he was from Europe. And there wasn't a lot of communication at the time. So you see great Blondin walk in here. He's a fairly skinny guy. He wheels up or he pulls up with a wheelbarrow. And then you see him start putting these bricks into there and all these reporters are like, oh my God, what's he doing? He starts placing bricks upon bricks upon bricks. And people say that the wheelbarrow was his body weight, was the equivalent, maybe a little bit heavier. So basically double his weight. And then people are like, what is he doing with that? And then he starts going across the tightrope with the wheelbarrow. And people are like, what is he doing? So he starts going along, he starts going along. And eventually people see him stop. And out of his pocket, they see him reaching in. He's fiddling, wobbling with the wheelbarrow and everything, trying to stay steady. And in it, you see a bottle with a massive rope. And he lowers the rope all the way down to the bottom of the Niagara Falls, gets water, and then pulls it back up and takes a sip of water. And then he just kind of chucks the bottle into the uh, into Niagara Falls. So people are like, okay, that's pretty impressive. So he gets towards the very end of the tightrope and everybody's just like oh what is he doing he's wobbling way more and he kind of like throws the wheelbarrow onto the edge and it makes it just fine but now he's out there he doesn't have his balance pull or anything he doesn't have the wheelbarrow to try to balance himself out because the extra weight and everything so then everybody's just like what is he going to do so he reaches in his other pocket he grabs a blindfold he ties it on and people are like he's insane and he starts doing this i forget if it's a cartwheel or if it's a flip on the tightrope itself but he does that over to the edge crowd goes wild like it was amazing what he just accomplished and these reporters they come out here and they're talking to him over and over and over and you know all these interviews because this is the most amazing thing that they ever saw and after a while there's this one little, little small reporter that it supposedly it was his first day on the job and he walked Sorry, i'm gonna have to leave now i have a conference i gotta go to but you can continue your story i guess okay I have a meet, but yeah, no, you're good. See you guys. <laughs> he goes up to the little reporter goes up to the Blondin and he's like, oh, uh, Blondin, could I get an interview with you? And Blondin's just like, sure. But uh, let me ask you a question. Do, do you believe I could do that again? And this reporter is confused because he's like, what? Why? Why is this guy asking me questions? I'm supposed to be interviewing. He's a little bit confused, but he's just like, I yeah, I, I believe you could. And the great blonde is just like, okay, but do you really believe I could get to the other side? And the little guy is just like, mm, yeah, I, I think you could do it. I, I believe you could do it. That's what I said earlier. 
and the great blonde and tosses out the wheelbarrow and it's now empty and he says okay get in it and we're going across and that's um that, that that's the story of great blonde then yeah uh, it's not really clear if the reporter ever went after it the great blonde kind of told the story and we never really know what happens maybe we did get in it and i've never actually heard of it but that's that's a story of inspiration and also talks what it means to actually believe in someone because our society doesn't always teach us to do that so yeah i think it's really important to believe in yourself and that's kind of the uh end of the podcast um matt said he had to go into the middle uh, go in the middle of it but yeah i hope you guys will tune into us next time um we also have a youtube channel called the old s podcast feel free to check us out there you can see video of what's actually going on however if you just want to listen to the audio um we'll be on all of your favorite platforms yeah um thank you guys so much for tuning in um have a good one